Washington warned that history and experience prove that foreign influence is one of the most baneful foes of Republican government. All right. <laughs> there we go. We got a little shout out from Professor Pamela Carlin, the Stanford law professor, one of several law professors that testified in Congress. I love it. Yes, <laughs> we are a baneful influence, sir. I've always wanted to be a baneful <laughs> We've succeeded. I'm sure she was talking about us. I, I'm sure. I'm positive. I'm, sure. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And this is the Foreign Influence Podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I guess uh, we will start off this week just talking very quickly about uh, the impeachment of Donald Trump. Um, the Democrats have chosen to go forward with writing articles of impeachment but in some ways, this is uninteresting to me. It's like it's a leisure activity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, they're just taking their time and doing their constitutional duties. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to go the way everybody thinks it's going to go. The Democrats in the yep. House are going to impeach. Uh, the senators, the majority Republicans in the Senate, they're just going to not remove him from office. No. Uh, and nobody's budging. Um, that said, I think this has to happen. I, I do think at some point you have to draw a line in the sand and say, no, you can't behave this way as an elected official. But in some ways, it's also all going through the motions. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't get removed from power, which he won't, it's just a giant joke. It's just, it's, you can just do whatever you want, apparently. Well, you see, and I think that's still arguable, whether he should be removed from power for this or, I mean, I would prefer that it was an election. But what are we going to do? Just go through another year without ever laying down a marker, at least? Yeah. And yeah, saying yeah. Yeah. no, right? Um, but yeah, he's done all kinds of objectionable stuff. I mean, my God. He's an objectionable person, and then he's done objectionable stuff. Well, at least he didn't sleep with an intern, so. Well, didn't sleep. was, was just a... What? You talking about Clinton. <laughs> yeah, he was just a polishing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So I think we're done with impeachment because we are an international crowd here. We want to yes, talk sir. about NATO. There was the NATO uh, meeting this week here, or oh, rather there, yeah. uh, in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, French President Emmanuel Macron, he got all up in Trump's grill. How so? Well, he challenged Trump. So Trump was giving him some crap about uh, terrorists returning to France from Syria and... Oh, that thing. Well, yeah. so Trump said to Macron, you know, he was saying something along the lines of how a lot of those ISIS terrorists were European. Yes. Which is not true, one. Um, and, and he did mention that they were from many different European countries. And then he jokingly said, I think, something along the lines of, if you want some... Right, let me know, and you can just have your pick, right? You, you can have as many as you'd like. That was basically it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Macron replied by something along the lines of, actually, I think it's a very serious problem. <laughs> yes, and, <laughs> and shutting down. And I think ISIS, uh, you know, the ISIS situation is, is, isn't solved yet. They're still terrorists. And by the way, it's a very small percentage of the terrorists that's coming out of, that are coming out of Europe, and we should really take this seriously. It seemed reasonable to me. What I don't a know. jerk. What a jerk. I tell you. Taking our safety and, and anti-terrorism like measures Ugh. seriously. Ugh, how dare he? Ugh, it's just the worst. But no, he but also, but Macron was also mouthing off about NATO. 
Oh. Uh, without the United States, it's brain dead. Well, as a response to the United States saying that Europe wasn't paying enough, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that was the context of that. Yeah, so the, the sequence of events here is Trump has always been making a big deal since his election that uh, the European countries, the other allies within the NATO alliance, are not paying their fair share, which is so, 2%. Which, by the way, is, which first of all isn't true, right? So in 2000. So I wanted to get your take on this. Go. So there's. Uh, gosh, so I'm not an expert, right? So I will butcher this. But there's two types of contributions to NATO. There's a direct contribution and an indirect contribution. Direct contribution, all the countries to shelf out a whole bunch of money. Okay. Right? All the countries do this. Um, and the indirect contribution is a 2% contribution depending on GDP. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's higher for, for countries with a higher GDP. Right. Such as the United States. Right? Um, in 2004, 14, I think, something along those lines, only one European country didn't make their indirect contributions. Germany, they were off oh. uh, by something like, uh, I don't know, half a percent or something or a percent. They only contributed 1% rather than 2%. Okay. Um, and they've since adjusted to try to reach their indirect contribution. And I think the projections this time around are that a significant number of countries won't make the 2% contribution. Um, but the 2% contribution is a non-enforceable goal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as a part of NATO. And the whole idea is that you, that you co-protect each other, right? And that you co-finance and not that Europe is paying for US protection, which is something which Trump is saying. Right. Which is n not at all the way NATO is structured, right? And so one, and, and so the other side of NATO is also that if you decide to take military initiatives, you should talk to your to your NATO partners about it because if someone attacks you, then they're at war with all the NATO countries. Theoretically, yes. right? So you can't take unilateral military action because you're taking it on everyone's behalf. You're looking at the U.S., aren't you? I'm just saying. Like we, <laughs> right. like we take unilateral actions or something. Or like when that. you decide, like, we're done with these terrorists uh, right here in yes, Syria. Yes, we're done yes. here, guys. Right. Right? But we were working with Turkey, a fellow NATO uh, ally, to abandon the Kurds. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is just all very, this is all just uh, very problematic on Trump's side. Like, he, he makes yes. very strange marketing like, generalizing statements, which do not reflect the truth nor the nature of the NATO alliance. And then he just goes, oh, it's unfair. Right. We have paid, he said something along the lines of four and a half to 5%, whereas in reality it's 3%. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's, it's just lies in misdirection. It's unbelievable. Well, so, but picking up on what the purpose of NATO is, well, first off, look, the degree to which people don't meet those obligations, even if they are non-binding in some way, I kind of think they should. I mean, I... Yeah, but I, you kind I, of think, they, think should, they should, and everyone agrees. Okay. Like, and the, the entire, all the European partners agree. Okay. They've all been making enormous improvements to try to reach the 2% goal by 2025, right? Yeah. So they've been increasing their budgets. Uh, Defense budgets, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Defense budgets, having a strong European... Defense budget is one of the primary drivers of Macron's international policy as well. Ah, okay. Right? So if you look at those trends and then say, it's unfair that you haven't reached it yet, it's completely unreasonable. Hmm, it's just, hmm. it wasn't part of the, I mean, it, 
I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's yeah. And so to me, it, it it's just part of this. Oh, America first, and everybody's mean to us, and completely ignoring, by the way, how overly contributing to NATO through direct contributions, right? And by pumping enormous amounts of additional money in the U.S. defense budget was a vehicle of power for the U.S. Bam, there you go. Right? It's not, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's not like you haven't been establishing power bases all across the world voluntarily right. by going way above the imposed NATO budgets. Yes. Right? So it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like you're struggling to meet this NATO budget, which is really draining your healthcare system. Right? It's like you're you're just throwing money at defense. Yeah. Right. Well, I would argue because that our military budget is is draining our overall. Yeah. Right. Uh, our right? overall right? budget, but maybe not NATO as a as a subset. And now you're saying. Plus, what's the purpose of the larger alliance? Right. Right. Most right. of it's a military alliance. Yes. As you said, people will attack the enemy if they get attacked. Right. But it's also largely, not entirely, an alliance of Western democracies. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, to what point yeah. are you just making an investment? in the kinds of allies that you want to see protected and strong. Now, of course, this comes in the yes. context of since he got in basically day one, he's been a dick to our democratic allies mm. and has embraced and give, given big hugs and kisses to dictators. Well, and then he criticizes Germany for buying gas from Russia, right? <laughs> yeah. And buying oil from Russia, which I just don't get, right? He had, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, yeah. just, it's just unbelievable. So it's just bullshit all the way down. Well, one of the relationships that has to be repaired, hopefully under a new president, is the relationship with our fellow democracies with Europe. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just the way it has gone south under the Trump administration. Well, and let's talk about the whole thing about how he wants to impose tariffs on wine and cheese, right? Yes. Come on. Right. Wants to impose 100% tariffs on wine and cheese. And that's Because the French presidents... The president wants to impose 2%, I think, 3% revenue tax on big companies, that big American companies that generate a certain amount of profit in France. Yeah. And not just any companies, right? So companies that generate, I think, north of 25, there's a ratio there somewhere. So I think it's north of 25 million or 250 million. I don't remember the scale. Yeah. The order of magnitude in France. And... Sit, 800 million abroad, something along those lines. So if yeah. you're a multi-billion dollar company and you somehow manage to optimize your profit distribution so that you end up paying zero taxes in France, they go like, well, we won't let you do that. Uh, yeah. So it's like an, an alternative minimum tax, which is a thing that we have in the U.S. I mean, come on. Yeah. How reasonable is that, right? But you know, this that particular episode strikes me as a purely... Uh, Typical politics, right? So big yeah. companies yeah, yeah, come yeah. in and say to their president, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, so exactly. the president yeah. goes off. Yeah, 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 the yeah, the yeah. new part is he uses tariffs. Right, he uses right. tariffs. He just unilaterally says, boom, the, we're doing this. By the way, newsflash, lots of people like French wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, China's going to buy that shit. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with that. I was thinking right? the high rollers... In the no, U.S., yeah, other people will also buy. they won't care. Right, the the market, the markets will not go away. No, no, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I okay. don't know. It's crazy. It is. 
Well, speaking you know, of, of France, just because it's happening basically oh, today as we speak. Strikes. Uh, this is your episode, I'm man. Out. What's I'm out. going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a go-go strike. There, there are national strikes occurring uh, in France. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's right. Everybody's on strike. I think like 80% of public schools in Paris are on strike. 50% of public schools nationwide. Uh, so shut down, right? Yeah. So uh, half of public schools nationwide are, are closed down. Uh, lots of healthcare people on strike. Uh, most trains aren't running. Uh, and all over retirement reforms. I mean, this, this is a classic general strike. Yes, right? a classic general strike. Uh, the perfect, perfect period to do it, right? Just before Christmas. So go on a general strike uh, so yeah. that you, you keep it going for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, when... when when they won't listen to you, just keep it going over Christmas. <laughs> see how, which is see how the country likes that shit. So the cynical mind, as I might have, would say this is a way to get extra holidays. But no, you're saying this is a real pain point. If well, you're, if well, you're screwing up all these services over the holidays, it's oh, a huge mess. Yeah, it's a huge mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. And it's, sorry, the cause pension. Pension. Yeah, pension reforms. Okay, pension reforms because pensions are they are, are cut them, right? rather complicated. Uh -huh, uh, in uh -huh. France, you have all of this, uh, all these, all of these special rules depending on what union, what what kind of labor force you belong to, okay, uh, what kind of uh, profession you're in. Uh, you might have a different retirement age. Oh, really? With different benefits. Yeah, because they're kind of they're separate unions, though, right? Yeah, they're separate unions. So they want to get rid of all of that. They want to make it into one generalized, unified retirement system. Oh, I see, I where, see. Where everybody gets the same benefits for every euro that they put into their retirement fund. If they're, uh, if they're a government employee. No, 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 for, for everyone. Oh, really? For everyone. Across all these different yeah, yeah, industries yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. So nobody likes that, obviously. Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. Because some of these different industries have some advantages, right? Uh, they don't want to raise the minimum retirement age, which is 62, which is very, very low, right? Yeah. From an American perspective, yeah, even from a European perspective, I mean, it should be eighty. It's sixty-seven everywhere, basically. Ah, okay. France is like, oh, sixty-seven. Oh, you're too old. So sixty-two. When you say so everywhere, you mean uh, besides France? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Many Europe, well, Nordic European countries, it's it's the minimum retirement age is is higher. Yeah. Okay. Like sixty-seven because it's expensive, right? Yeah. To retire at sixty-two. Right, right, right. Uh, right. But now they've included some changes saying that you won't get your full retirement at sixty-two. In France now. Yes, yeah, so everybody's yeah, okay. very upset about that uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, these things blow up the U.S., but uh, you know, anytime people talk about touching Social Security, which yeah. is our main federal pension plan. Uh, People blow up and punish politicians who try to touch it, but we don't have unions to call general strikes with. So, right. Yeah. So this is a unique French feature. You just suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> so are, are you glad that you're here instead of living through that? Well, it depends on where you live, how bad it is, right? If you live in Paris, and <laughs> what? It, meaning just ah, you you're be, screwed. Oh, you won't be able to go to work. Huh? Really? Wow. Right? Yeah. It's just paralysis. It's just done. Yeah, if there's no public transport, you're pretty much done, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a big mess. Well. Big, big mess. Macron's got his hands full, doesn't he? Oh, he sure he's, does. He's got things to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just changing subjects here a little bit, because I want to touch on this before we go. Uh, since uh, we weren't able to record last week, um, the Hong Kong protests continued to go, but they had a huge oh, yeah. victory 
with pro-democracy candidates sweeping these council elections. People still talking about Hong Kong? I can't believe it's still in the news. <laughs> I mean, good going Lord. on for a while. God. Can we move on to the Star Wars movies coming God. out or something like that? Yeah, I mean, they had huge results, and it's great. And in the U.S., um, a series of bills have come out of Congress, and a couple yep. have been yeah, signed yeah, I saw by, that. Yeah. by Trump, um, imposing a variety of different sanctions and punishments and things like that. Uh, on the Hong Kong government and China by extension. Yeah, old boss um, But still, it's, it, still, it's right. good that he signed it. But, right? but it got passed. But it's good. Yeah, it got passed. Because right? uh, as we've talked about many times before, we are thoroughly supportive of pro-democracy efforts yeah. uh, and very much opposed to authoritarian governance no matter where it occurs. And um, these folks are on the front line. Getting really so. uncomfortable here, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn down the air con for you. That must be the problem. <laughs> well, it, of course... We're talking about China, and um, you know this is a tech story that I just can't let go. Oh. Uh, this was in the New York Times. From blood samples, they can reconstruct what a human's face would look like. Uh, sorry, from DNA uh, huh. samples. From DNA samples, which they've been doing blood draws in Uyghur uh, territories in China. But uh, from DNA samples, you can reconstruct someone's face like a facsimile of what it would become. Yeah, yeah. Plug it into facial recognition systems. Uh-oh. <laughs> and sweep people up with positive hits and find people huh. from their DNA. Isn't it much easier to get a picture of their face than it is to do their DNA analysis? Well, so like DNA can be laying around in a crime well, scene that has nothing to that you don't have visual images for. Right. And then you get a you get a facial recognition hit. And then they do some processing out of the DNA come up with a an approximate face loaded into the wow. facial recognition apparently it got wow. used in the u.s a couple of times they uh f- identified a dead body that way like several years ago really wow and uh the cops used it to find someone that's uh, very just impressive. last year and now apparently the china connection is uh, as we know china has been imprisoning a million or more uyghurs in no. effective concentration camps right no i don't think it so. hasn't actually been happening uh, allegedly. Are t- allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. That's the term of art that I was looking for. Allegedly, <laughs> this is happening. And allegedly, they're using blood samples to build their facial recognition database. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. I, I mean, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just reading stuff. Yeah, but that's... Mad- that must be so inaccurate, right? Is that insane? Right? That must be, like, there must be a very high... Margin of error on that. That's why, you know, I'll post the link of this article yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the show notes. But, but still, I guess you can... I, I, I guess used you, a couple of times. I guess that's good, right? It, like, even if you get, like... Imagine, imagine you get, like, a 60% accuracy rate or something. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we want bad people caught. Yeah, or re-educated, depending on... Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. I mean, that's just downright creepy. Oh, that's It sounds really like freaky. science that's fiction, really, and there's really, even really a freaky. line in the article. It sounds like science it's fiction, really but it's true. Oh, I'd love to read it, man. I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll post this link, but that was a crazy a China-connected thing. And uh, this is just uh, kind of one more thing I wanted to note. The, there was a report, the global carbon budget, CO2 emissions are hmm. going up again this year, projected to go up again next year. Oh, Goes sounds up good. And up and what up. could possibly go wrong? I know. Yeah. We're going to have a guest on in a couple of weeks talking oh, dare about how it Not her. Not her. No, 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 no. <laughs> but she took another sailboat ride. Oh, cool. Yeah, to get awesome. back. 
Yeah. I just saw a brief blurb. She said it's impossible to lead, live sustainably now. Oh, uh, meaning she doesn't like shitting in buckets? Or <laughs> well, come on. Everybody loves that. <laughs> I, so I, I can't get over that interview. Oh, what do we find? What do we find? We just shit in a bucket. Oh, I, I missed it. Or I'm forgetting it. If I did see it, what is it? What's oh, this? When she talks about the first boat trip uh, to the uh, U.S. Uh, okay. She goes, ah, I don't need a toilet. I can just... Uh, shit in a bucket <laughs> <laughs> which made me went which made me go huh. <laughs> things that make you go hmm. <laughs> that's what you're saying now kiddo <laughs> <laughs> well greta 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 I, I think she's doing good things gotta though. love her gotta love her i Look, love it more people are it. talking about climate change absolutely because of what she's doing and all and all the middle-aged white men are upset i love it yes i'm quite upset I'm also, I'm a little bit less upset. Not quite as middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You just hope you get to my age. <laughs> All right, I want to wrap up with a couple of things about Singapore. Uh, another quick note, uh, PISA scores came out, which are these international standards of, for education. Singapore was right up at the top again, just Third, below right? some areas of China. Below China, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Singapore continues to do amazingly well in its education system. We are, of course... Here in sunny Singapore, um, oh, enjoying this horrible, it's been a, it, this happened the other day, people, this, yeah. this happened, it is a rough winter here, it got down and there was a headline in the newspaper, oh my God. I was... to 21.4 degrees centigrade, God. For, for my American friends, that was 70 degrees. And headlines, it, there was headlines, head, yeah. Yeah. Sweater weather, as we yeah, call people, it here. Yeah. yeah, people break out their sweatshirts. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, because that was Coats. downright chilly. They turn on the heater. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Air con off. Everybody was really, really upset. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so it's a rough winter here. Okay. But, you know, it's okay, folks. We will get through. Yes. You don't, you don't need to feel bad about that. But the pool's pretty chilly. Right, the yeah. pools are chilly. Chilly, right. Oh. And especially because the reason it gets so cool is it's kind of a rainy-ish season. We don't have like true monsoon seasons here where no. it floods out. But uh, it gets cloudier and you get big rains and the pools get cold. Yeah, really cold. Gosh. Guy. It's almost like a shiver. So if you want to donate to our... <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll set up a Patreon page. <laughs> We'll do that. All right, one last thing before we get to happy news, because this is not happy news, but I want to talk about it for just a moment. Uh, I am a big Star Trek fan. And uh, D.C. Fontana was one of the writers of Star Trek for a long yeah. time. She died this past week. Really? She was like one of the co-creators of Spock. <gasps> no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. I've been watching all the Star uh, Trek series for years. And, of course, oh. I'm a big fan of like the Trekkie vision of the future where we have God. equality and material uh, well-being is secured and all this kind of thing. And Did she come up with Yoda as well? Or kidding. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just a little cultural oh, note. Oh, I'm sad. Yeah. Frowny yeah, face. Yeah. So anything else, or should we start, no, that's it, man. start looking at uh, some happy news here? Let's hit um, the good news. Because uh, we'll hit the, the, the good news music, as we always do. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So reading this from the Good News Network on Twitter, delivering new stories of hope to inspire millions. Let's see. After being extinct in the wild, Mexican wolf roams the U.S. desert once again. Huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I a... just don't want to go for hikes anymore, but go <laughs> yeah. ahead. 
<laughs> Woman was scared of neighbor's pitbull until he saved her life. Oh. oh, that's cute. That's a nice pitbull. That's cute. Scientists are using speakers to revive damaged coral reefs by luring fish back with healthy reef sounds. Oh, I did hear this one. Yeah. This was kind of fun. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, right? If you've ever gone underwater, there's all this... And it's all the fish crunching yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. cool. Huh. Yeah, good. That one is last good one. news. That one last one. <sighs> all right, let's see. Officials in Z Zambia unite to halt mining permits. Okay. Hmm. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Have to do it illegally, I guess. And, and the coral reefs are coming back, but oh. we hope. All, all right. right, that's it. Thanks a lot, Nikolai. Thanks, Bill. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we will be back soon. Thanks. Talk soon. Thank you.